Welcome to another week of It's Just My Thoughts, and I'm your host, Mika Reeves. And today, I have another all-girls talk episode uh, where I invited some special people to come and chat it up with me. So I'm going to go into some introductions. I've got Michelle. Say hey. Hey, everybody. Got Shannon. Hey, everybody. And Liz is here again. Yes. All right. So I wanted to just uh, go over what I've been up to um, before we get into the discussion. I haven't really been up to much. I did announce this week the book club that I'm really excited about. Um, in August, I plan to do a virtual meet and greet. So um, I did put up on my social media on Instagram at it's just my thoughts underscore podcast that um, this will be a virtual meetup. All of the uh, book club uh, meetings will be virtual. So all you got to do is just log in. Um, once I get the mailing list together with all of you guys emails, I'm going to send out Zoom links and that's how we're going to always meet each other. So it's no pressure. And even if you don't live in Charlotte, where I live, you can join wherever you are. So um, definitely send me your email to ijmtpodcast at gmail.com if you want to be a part of the book club. The first book that we chose was Greenwich Park um, by Catherine Faulkner. I did post it on my social media as well, but you're going to see me posting that all the way until September, which is the first um, meeting. But August, we are going to have a meetup. So I'm going to pub that on social media so you'll know. But every episode, I'm going to remind you again. So I'm really excited about it. We've been talking about it all year. So I definitely want you guys to join. Um, it's no pressure. And we just sit and talk books. Um, but that's all I've really been up to. Um, I'm going to roll into the mantra of the day. We're not going to do any deep dives today so we can jump into the conversation. Today's mantra, I am making myself my need and dreams a priority. I chose that because I think it's important with us going into almost the uh, final part of 2022 to, you know, even if it's things that you set for goals at the beginning of the year and you still haven't accomplished, you still have time um, to jump into it and finish it up at the end of the year. So, you know, make yourself a priority. A lot of times we put people in front of the things that we want to do, which is, you know, today we're talking about dating and relationships. So I think that all applies. And uh, sometimes you need to make yourself a priority and focus on things that you want to do in your life as well. So sometimes I have to remind myself of that as well. So let's just try to just do that. And I really like that mantra. I actually uh, go over that a lot with myself. All right. So for today's uh, thought of the week discussion, we are going to have some girl talk. I, um, I like to have these episodes where I pull just a you know, different set of women in different stages of their lives, just to kind of talk about dating, what it's like outside, you know, what's going on. And um, so I'm looking forward to it. And so that's why I brought the ladies in today so we can just chop it up. Um, so let's just go into the thought of the week. Okay, ladies. So today I wanted to kind of talk about um, dating and relationships. This is my favorite conversation. I have these conversations all the time because I, I, I'm not outside, clearly. Um, you know, I'm outside with Leslie. But, uh, you know, I'm always curious on what it's like. And so for us on, on the call, you know, we're uh, late 30s, mid 40s, beginning 40s. So we're all kind of uh, different stages. And so what is dating like these days? <laughs> I think I, uh, I said it's just dry. It's dry? It's dry. What does that mean? Uh, but this is not my area of expertise. I don't feel like um, dating and relationships are uh, something that I'm good at. I didn't see it growing up. I didn't see good relationships and good dating until like I got into, I think when I moved here in 2005 and, you know, started seeing relationships, my mom wasn't married, they divorced, my grandparents lived in separate bedrooms. So it was just like dating, what's that? And I always was oblivious to people liking me. I never really picked up on it too well. So this isn't my area of expertise, but I know some really good people in great relationships and I, I see what's possible and what could be out there for me one day. But right now, I say I always say that uh, the guy for me, I'm going to have to bail him out of jail because he's going to have to break into my house and find me. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> what were you going to say, Michelle? 
think dating is very challenging these days. Um, I'm an 80s baby. So, you know, I am, as far as what I'm accustomed to seeing growing up, um, my mom was married. You know, I had a stepdad for the first couple of years of my life and it ended bad, but they had some good times. Um, my dad was a Rolling Stone, so I definitely saw many of his girlfriends throughout the day as a youth. <laughs> Um, and I think, as Shannon said, I mean, relationships can be very great. But from what I know, I mean, traditionally, what my ideas of a relationship is and dating and the romance part, I mean, what we know from hip hop and love um, songs from back in the day, you know, it does not like that these days. Times have changed. Um, I consider myself to be a little more um, expertise in the dating and relationships topic, mainly because of what I do for a living. Um, I kind of romance consult, so we can get into that later, as you said, on the call, if you want. Um, but I think that things have changed, and I think a lot of it is contributed to social media being a part of our lives now, whereas 20 years ago, we didn't have um, such access into each other's lives before you actually got to know somebody and date them. That's actually a good point. I never even really even thought about that. It's a really good point. Yeah. What were you going to say, Leslie? I was just curious. That's why Shannon said it was dry. (laughs) (laughs) It's slim pickings out here, Shannon. I agree. It's slim pickings and it's where we are. It's small. Everybody's dated everybody. It's like, it's like the young and the restless. It's like the the black (laughs) characters, the young and the restless, like everybody in the, in the, the, the black characters on the show, they all had, they were either married to the brother, the sister was married to the other brother, they switched. <laughs> That's what it feels like here sometimes. And I'm just- I think it can be like that. Cause even when you go out, it's kind of like the same people. And I was going to ask like, how do you meet people? But do you feel like that online dating would be something that would be, you know, an option? I don't like, have the- In different areas. The, my anxiety won't let me get as far as I just look at pictures. I don't swipe left or right. And then even looking at pictures and reading profiles, it's like, did you finish school? Do you have anything going for yourself? How many kids? And I mean, no judgment. That's putting pressure on it. Before you even meet them, you're seeing a glimpse into their life. You're seeing where they work, what their kids look like, who their choice and their past lovers were. You're seeing like their daily thoughts, what's on their Mm -hmm. mind every day. And it allows you to kind of prejudge somebody before you even get to know them. And then think about if you do meet them out, like say you met them at a social event, at a club, at a bar, and then you guys get to the stage where you're going to add each other on social media. Oh, it really goes downhill from there. (laughs) Because You know, if I'm having a bad day and I want to go out here and say men ain't, you know, blah, 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 men are not living to my expectations or, you know, male bash, maybe I'm having a bad day because my male coworker put me through something. If my lover is on my page and I put that, he automatically may think it's for him. I mean, vice versa with, with females, too. I just think it puts such a different spin on dating and relationships than than my traditional typical idea. I, I agree with you though, because I think that's what I think nowadays when people meet people, that's the first thing they do, or they'll have their friend vet. And I will say, Les and I was a different scenario all the way around because my my Instagram is private and I think my Facebook is private too. So we weren't friends with each other on social media for a long time. Even when we were talking, we weren't, we still weren't friends with each other. And I never went and went, I never went and looked on her page either. Um, and I don't really know why that is. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I think when we first started, like, just talking to each other, cause we started as friends. I just believed everything she told me, like, wh- whatever. Like, so she told me what she had going on. And when I met her, you know, Les was married, you know, to someone else. And we were friends, you know, so I didn't, I didn't think anything of anything. And I wasn't curious about our life either. Um, I, I don't know. I just went off what she told me. And so we talked a lot about like books and her Nana and places she had gone and like traveling. I mean, we really just were really organic um, and it was really cool. And so um, it wasn't any pressure of the kids. Like I didn't, I didn't meet the kids until like, obviously Les was divorced at this point. And then we started 
Les was flicking, was flitting around me, right? She was trying to come on to me, right? And so, uh, <laughs> and so, but really, I think we would have been friends for a really long time because I just, I, I wasn't oblivious to what was going on, but I didn't think that she would ever date me, honestly. And so I didn't even want, I didn't even try to date her or anything or, or anything, um, like have sex with her or anything. And so, um, so then like maybe what, two, two years after or something, Les was divorced at this point. And then, then we started talking to each other and I still didn't meet the kids until a year after that. So it was a long process to even get to a point of where we were, but I think that it actually helped a lot because it took pressure off. Um, I think it did. What do you think? Well, you said something about being very organic. And I think when you add something like social media, well, I mean, now it's very prevalent part of our lives. Our jobs look at it. Yeah, our family members are there. Our friends are there. Our lovers are there. But I think it adds some a, a bit of inorganic to the dating and relationship in the beginning if you include social media. Yeah, so, so, I think I mean, even throughout too, because I'm not a big social media person in general. And so I don't even look at Leslie's stories. I mean, I wouldn't know half of what she does on social media because I just don't care. But some people, you know, go through their people's stuff and their messages. Stalkers. Yeah, I mean, a whole bunch of stuff. And so I personally think that messes up dating to me when you're just so engulfed. Like, I mean, if Leslie wanted to go through my phone, she could, but um, we just don't have that type of relationship. This is not necessary for me. And so, but a lot of people do do that. Um, okay, so what do you think attracts you to people? Conversation for me. If, if we're able to have a really good conversation and it... It could be about anything, but I do like depth and conversation. So those are the things that those are the things that are having good conversation. I don't like production. if you're able to your authentic stuff. Um, that's something that um, keeps my attention or wraps my. But um, I like. I can use us as an example. I had a conversation. It was a friendship, and I like you. And I think that's what keeps me here, the fact that I'm a friend. So if we're able to connect on some genuine, authentic shit, you know, that, that's, that's it for me. Um, that's the first thing that will spark my attention or grab my attention. Great conversation. It used to, it, I know in my younger day, it used to be a physical attraction, tall. Yeah. Um, shoot, I think we had the same type at one point. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but now it's like Leslie said, I'm, I'm all about conversation. And if you can hold my attention, um, if a pretty, I'm a sucker for a pretty smile. But if you have a sense of humor and can keep me laughing because I have a dry sense of humor, I'm super sarcastic. And if you can stick around with my sarcasm, you know, we might, we might make it. This would be all right. <laughs> Shannon comes with a, a side of sarcasm on the side. <laughs> I do. I do. It's a defense mechanism. I'm in therapy. I'm going to do that. No, you said it right. You need some, you're, you're attracted to someone who can, can deal with your sarcasm. And I don't think you should sell yourself short. I mean, don't right. change yourself to just for that. Thank you. For me, I think physical um, attraction is probably the first thing that will attract me to someone. I mean, I, I, I want to look at something pleasant. I mean, but I, I, I am um, developed in my character enough to look past that. You know, I mean, I will I will admit that I do still have enough vanity and shallowness that that is probably the first thing that attracts me to a person. <laughs> but I mean, if if. If you get to that second base where you are um, able to not so much as even have a conversation, but deal with me rambling, because everybody on this call knows I talk a lot. Like Shannon comes <laughs> with sarcasm. I come with talking. I'm going to talk your ear off. So if he can like get through that and let me be genuine, allow me to be myself and not make me feel weird or uncomfortable, um, like I'm being judged you know, for who I am, that's very attractive. So I can, I can like, you know, get past if he's not as physically attractive, as long as he can 
deal with me being able to be myself. Yeah. I think that's important though. Um, so let me ask you guys like, so, Oh, go ahead. I love what Michelle said about she's working and building character where she's allowing herself to be physical traits because I, I think you need to pick your phone up, Leslie, because you're going in and out. Sorry. Uh, I just wanted to piggyback on what Michelle shared about developing her character and um, allowing herself to look past physical traits because I tell people all the time, I think sometimes we miss out on what could be our person because we're mm-hmm. so focused on the packaging that they come in. You know what I mean? And I think if we allow ourselves, especially um, now that we're older, you know, you know, looks can fade right or something could happen that could alter your look but if you're able to look past that and really um dive into character traits and think and those qualities that you look for in a person um that's what's important and i think sometimes we get so stuck on physicality and i and again i go back to social media social media definitely promotes that i i think um, I think it puts a lot of pressure on women in general. Um, if you look at social media, you see, I mean, you see women, you know, either they've got braids to their knees, weave to their knees. I mean, media so- in general does that, Leslie. Yeah. I mean, think about all these shows like the Housewives shows and things like that. I mean, it in general is promoting that we focus on the physical side of it, of what's attractive to, you know, so it's, it's hard. It's pressure, but I, I think it's important that when, if I were to get back in dating, I hope not, but if I were to get back in dating, I hope that I would be able to focus on character traits and qualities rather than physicality as well. Yeah, and I think that, um, I, I feel like when you truly love somebody, like truly, truly, and I have these conversations with Leslie all the time, Um, As I've gotten older and just more mature in dating, like I do realize that, um, and I think more people should realize where I think you would get less people divorced. When you love somebody, you kind of got to love them like whole, you know, and not just based on like what they look like, because like Leslie said, you know, they can fade. And I always think from the, from the standpoint of if something ever was to happen to Les, you know, I can't just love her for what she looks like, because if something ever was to happen, like a lot of times I think people fall off from love because they're, they they want the person to stay the same person that they were and look the exact same way from the beginning, you know, mm-hmm. um, opposed to, you know, how anything can happen in life, you know, or in relationships. So I think that's, that's important to just kind of just think about in general. And a lot of times when people get in relationships, I think, especially younger, they are at the, um, like the initial physical, but I think most times though, when you meet somebody, the first thing you look at is what they look like in general, because something mm-hmm. has to attract you to where you want to have a conversation with them to begin with. You know, it could be anything. It could be how they carry themselves anything, you know? So, um, so when you do meet someone, um, what do you think is, I mean, we kind of, we're going to piggyback off what we just kind of answered. Like, what do you think is that you're looking for in a person that, or, or something that might attract you to a person? like expectations you have? Well, I, I like I said, I'm not opposed to admitting like some of the things that maybe some people try to deny, but definitely fi- finances. I mean, I cannot deal with someone who can't offer me the, the level of living that I already have. You know, if he can't afford to take me out to eat when I can afford to take myself out to eat or um, I don't really need anybody to like pay my bills, so to speak, like women say. But I do need a man who is financially stable enough to be able to um, afford uh, courting me. I mean, the inflation is up, you know, buy me some flowers. It it doesn't take much, but you do need some room in your budget for me. So I think that that um, is something I always look look for and I mean I'm not afraid to admit that I don't think there's something wrong with that dating is important I love dating (laughs) really I I, I love it I want to go to the movies (laughs) bring me some flowers oh I like that cute shirt (laughs) I hear you what about you Shannon what are my expectations 
for the girl who doesn't date. Um, let's see. <laughs> um, I, I like I like what you said there, Michelle. I, I just I I've, I've always been. I just don't. I, I want the audacity. I want all the audacity that y'all all embody as far as like <laughs> saying the things that y'all want. I just have never really been there. I've always dated guys that had a little bit of money. So I was always courted appropriately, but it never went anywhere. Um, I don't know. I guess all I'm looking for is maybe loyalty to that. I guess to piggyback on that, like I wanted to go a little bit further and then there'd just be some loyalty to it. You're not doing me the same way you're doing three other, four other girls. Um, if you're not interested, just say that, like open communication. It sounds um, like that's monogamy, though. I don't always equate loyalty and monogamy to mean the same things. I mean, that's just yeah. me, Shannon. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. no, no. I, I, I see. The thing is, I see all sides of it. I just have I don't think that I've been in one situation where I got something fully. So, so you haven't I, received that loyalty, that you, that level of loyalty yeah. that you feel like you've been looking for, that you right. expect. Right. And that's that's just a, a just just a little bit of what I want. Nothing, nothing. To, I'm, I'm, I'm easy too. I, you can send me flowers if you want to. I'm, I'm not I'm really not hard. They they laughed at me in Mexico because all I wanted was to find my Mexican vanilla and eat tacos. That's all I wanted to do. I didn't want to do anything else. They're like, you're really easy. I don't need to go on excursions. I don't have to go to the party. I can sit at home and I'll be just fine. That's why I told you he's going to have to break in my house and I'm going to have to bail him out of jail after he's arrested for us to be together. That's how. At least you got a plan. It's Sounds like you got a plan. <laughs> but do you want? Do you want companionship, or want is it kind of like not that big of a deal? Um, I think I'm getting to a point where I would like companionship, but I've just been. I guess, so conditioned to the, oh, she's, you know, a pretty girl. She looks cute in that dress. Let me see if I can get at her type relationships that I don't take anybody seriously anymore. And I'm trying to break that wall down when I find, you know, when someone shows a little, does just a little bit more. And it's still always that skepticism in the back of my mind. Like, what are you here for? Yeah. What, what, What do you want? So I'm trying to get better at that. Like I said, I'm a, I'm surrounded by folks that make me believe that it's possible. It is possible, um, Shan. I'm getting there. <laughs> I'm getting there. I, I think for me, um, you know, if I was speaking as, you know, if I wasn't in a relationship, I think for me, I think it would be important for you to be um, financially stable and not from the standpoint of like, you have to have a bunch of money because that's not necessarily necessary for me, but just you can take care of yourself. Right. Um, right. Now that's important. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, that's the big thing. Um, because I'm, I'm a, I'm a person that I'm a, I'm a chivalrous type person. So I like dates. So, you know, I'm a caterer type person. So I don't, I don't need all that. I don't need it for me, but I like to do it to other people. That's my love language. Well, it sounds like too, Leslie, what you're saying is like, I mean, not Leslie, dang it, Mika. <laughs> it sounds like what you're saying is like, you want to make sure that like, that, especially with your money, like if you want to do something with them, you want it to be like a day extracurricular, not like, oh, you're not financially stable. So I need to give you gas to get to my house. Right. right. <laughs> that, exactly. that is exactly. like a no. Like I don't yeah. need you to have all this guap of money, but I need to make sure that if I decide to spend something money on you, it's not to come save you, but it's for us to And then enjoy. also, you know, where it's like, you, you're just open to doing whatever. Um, you know, I'm really into traveling. I, I'm a foodie, so I like to eat. And like, I have to be around, I, like that's what would attract me to a person if they're just like open to um, like doing some of those things and, and with no complaints, you know. Um, Les does a good job and I always joke because when we go out of town, I'm, I'm a history person. And so a lot of times, I don't know if she necessarily want to do some of these things with me, but, you know, she loves museums though, but I like to do museums. I like to go and see maybe the history of the city and find out about it every, everywhere we go. Um, we usually, so, you know, like do that. pay her part of the trip and you pay your part of the trip. So it works out well instead oh, of you having home. to pay for everything, right? 
Well, not necessarily. Here's the thing is money can be tricky, right? Like I don't care about paying for a trip, right? As long as, you know, the trip is a vibe, but where we work is, it's like, okay, if I pay for this trip and we go out of town somewhere, you can offer at some point to do the same. It can't be where I do it every single time, you know, because that's not, to me, that's not a, a relationship, you know, like, um, cause I, I don't believe in gender roles. So even if I was with a man, I don't mind paying for a trip, but sometimes, but you, but you can pay for a trip for us too. Like both of us can do that. Just like, I feel mm-hmm. like if we went out to eat. The man can pay for a meal sometimes and you can pay for a meal sometimes. Like, I don't think it has to only be one person footing everything in my opinion. Well, I agree, but I, I'm a traditional gender roles type of person. And I'm also, I feel like it's a bit. And I, I, I don't want anybody to be offended as watching this podcast or anybody on the podcast, no, no, it's, it's your but opinion. I think that it's naive for us not to admit that even in lesbian or gay relationships, someone takes the more dominant role or the masculine role versus someone takes the more feminine, whether it be in things like dressing, finances, social activities. I mean, so for me, I, I don't think that it's wrong for both people to pay. I think it's wrong if only one person is paying, but I do think that one person needs to kind of step up and be the more dominant person financially in the relationship. I may be wrong and I don't care if people want to throw stones at me, but. I mean, I can, I can, see, I can see that though, but I guess I more so think from the standpoint of like, even if you have one person that's dominant, but sometimes you can do something for that dominant person. I totally because, agree, Mika. You know, they and probably I think, want yes, something that's too. That's a good expectation for you to yeah. have. Don't you yeah. let you know Leslie make you pay for everything? You make sure Leslie <laughs> pays for something too. <laughs> uh, and you so. know what's interesting when when you talk about finances and dating, it's really tricky because you know you you want to make sure that you you know you're apropos. Uh, you don't want to um, come across, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, what is it? Uh, gold digging. You don't want to yeah. come across as someone who is gold digging or seeking um, to, to be um, laced and flued out, as they say. But, <laughs> you know, but I, I also it. think that there's, um, that chivalry is dead. Right. Um, right. I think I think that it would be nice, you know, sometimes to see chivalry reinvent itself. And what I mean by chivalry is simple things like, you know, if you know that I love Starbucks, you know, Tuesdays refreshers are 50 percent off. <laughs> you know, if you want to shoot me four dollars, you know, for for a refresher, you know, little things. I think mm-hmm. sometimes we get so caught up in the big things that we lose sight of the little things that truly do build to be big things. I, so I would I would love to see chivalry reinvented or reinvent itself along with just general courtesies. And I love how you guys were saying courting. I sometimes it feels like courting is dead too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, you know, um, when can we link up or are you gonna be my sneaky link? I mean well, it's crazy outside. I mean, Leslie yeah. just she showed me a message that she just got the other day where somebody literally was like, like just telling her they wanted to have sex with her. Like, like they're bold, girl. I mean, they it's crazy. Bold, like, I'm like, is that what people in a relationship? But exactly. But didn't offer to take her out to eat or anything, but literally was offered that. And I was like, it's crazy. Yeah, but and, and so I just would love to. And, and what's crazy is that you know, this gentleman is pushing 50, so I, I don't know. I, I think dating is crazy at, at any age when you think about it 20 something, 30 something, 40 something, and even older. And um, I, I don't welcome the idea of being out there in the dating scene because I don't know if I'm built for that life, especially with the ideals that I have centered around dating. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hence me talking about chivalry and general courtesies and thoughtfulness. It's like those things are just out the window or if the thought or if they're doing those things is it's plotting it's as if they're you know paving the way 
for whatever the ultimate ulterior motive is. It's not as if, you know, you really find joy in just making that person smile that day. It's, it's weird. You don't hear that anymore. I, I think that's the scary part. You know, like what we were just talking about, like if you have, like, say you're a girl and you're, you're, you're in a traditional relationship, you're dating a man and like, say you want to do something and you, you take them out and you, and you cater that night. I think I would be nervous that he might think, oh, you know, well, she going to do this all the time. Like, I, I just think relate dating is, is tricky. Like with, and then like how you say, like, you don't know what they expect if they do all this stuff for you, like, are they doing this with an, an expectation of something like, you know, or is it truly genuine? Like they want to actually do these things. Um, that's what makes dating kind of tricky. Too. Yeah. Especially when we, we talking about different kind of spectrums, but they all kind of merge in together. Like you and I said finances and then Leslie talked about, you know, chivalry and Shannon talked about, you know, someone who's loyal, but that's to me, chivalry and, and loyalty in it, it, you know, the, the $4 Starbucks drink was really not necessarily the $4, but it was that he listened or you listened right. to her. And that's exactly. She, and that's what she likes. And yes, you're financially stable to go spend $4 to go get the drink. So I think it kind of all meshes together, you know, to create a bigger picture of what's important and what we value. I think the key thing you said, though, is is a person paying attention because I think it's all about knowing the person love language and what speaks to them because some people might not even necessarily that stuff doesn't even necessarily you know matter you know no, because um, they just want to go buy something so they can get in your pants like Liz right. said yeah and what's interesting is how soon do you go into I want to learn or understand your love language you know what I mean yeah. you know when when does that come into play I think because that would be the first thing I would go into really if if I was serious about like wanting to get to know this person and wanting like I felt that I wanted to date this person then that would be my next steps because now I need to figure out when I'm getting into the falling in love with you and all of that like well I want to make sure that I'm speaking to how you want to be loved so I think it's important to know what a person like because I might can and I did that at the beginning of me and little relationship like I was treating her like how I treated like my ex or somebody like somebody else and like that didn't speak to her you know, right. so I had to speak to what she liked and what was important to her, opposed to just loving everybody the same. And I think I was doing that, you know, because I didn't really I was kind of ignorant to relationships. And so I think it's important to know what people like, because, I mean, I'm not a, I'm not really a, um, I don't really care about getting gifts. And Leslie buys me gifts all the time. And I don't I mean, you know, mm -hmm. I love them, but I would rather other stuff that she do than buy me gifts because I'm not really a, I don't really need gifts like that. So, <laughs> yeah. And so like, but my other love language, like quality time and, you know, physical touch and stuff like that, like that's more important to me than you going to go buy me something, you know, I want the other stuff than, than that. And I think that's important to know because a lot of times people love people the same way. They just throw shit at you, gifts and all that shit, but that might not even speak to you. You or might not give a you, shit about it. You, or love you how they like to be loved. Exactly. Yeah. And it's no, and it's no insult to it. It's just, right it just doesn't it might not speak it might not speak to the person so let's roll into another question um so do you think i see more in and i in some of my married friends in general like i see more open type relationships um people kind of getting away from just monogamy um so what do we think about that like do you think that's something that you could kind of do i'm all for it <laughs> I'm very open with that. I mean, as I said, I'm very traditional with gender roles. So whether you're, you know, in an alternative style relationship or what we traditionally think is man or woman, I think that, um, you know, as long as you guys are on the same page and as long as you're happy, um, if you and your guy want to invite another girl or, you know, so, especially in my experience, like I said, with what I do for a living, there's so many different genres of lifestyles out there. So I'm all for embracing what, what makes you happy and what makes you a better person. Like it's healthy for us to be in relationships. So if, if you find out it doesn't speak to you to be in a heterosexual relationship or a monogamous relationship, I think it's important and essential for you to find someone that goes, uh, goes along with, with how you like to be loved. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
I'm too territorial. I have the jelly, the jelly strand in me. So I don't know if I would be able to have um, an open relationship. I, I don't want to be completely closed minded to it, but I know, I know me. <laughs> and, and my first thought is I'm sharing this person. And I don't know if I necessarily want to share someone if, you know, I'm in love with them and this person is important to me. I, I see more and more though that, you know, monogamy, I don't want to say monogamy is dead, but it's interesting when you see um, so many people embracing um, open relationships, um, entertaining, um, what what's the phrasing, Michelle, polyamory. Um, you know, you, you're seeing more and more of that. And I'm, I'm curious about it because I'm curious about the dynamics of how you handle that. Do you ever have moments of jealousy? Do you ever have moments where you're like, no, that's mine, you know? But just speaking to Leslie, the person that I am currently, I don't know if I could be in an open relationship. Now, what I can say is if that's something that you're interested with interested in, I do think that you should lead with honesty and not jar a person and throw a monkey wrench at them. You do you know what I'm trying to say? You, yeah, out the gate, you should go ahead and let them yeah, know that. Agreed. And I think that's that makes that goes back to character. So I mean, yeah. if you know it's not for you, you need to go ahead and say that, especially if you you guys are talking about it and the other person says it is for them. I right. mean, then you need to say, okay, well, where can we go from here? Are you able to curb your appetite for, for what works for me? Or do I need to be a little more compromising? Are, are we going to try to still proceed? Or are we going to just go separate ways instead of feeling like you don't want to be honest? And then six months in, y'all both like each other, but now you got to tell her, oh, I also like this, you know? Right. Yeah. Right. I, I personally think that non-monogamous relationships are the most honest relationships. I just think that you, you have to have way more conversation. You have to have way more understanding of what and like just full understanding. I think sometimes in monogamous relationships, kind of like what y'all said, a lot of times people don't want to give their honesty about how they're feeling or if they're feeling something new. It's just why you see a lot of people cheat and lie. Um, me personally, you know, um, you know, I think when I was younger, I was so like, you know, obviously like me and Leslie in a monogamous relationship, but I feel like if me and Les ever were to break up, I would never be in a monogamous relationship again. Like I, this would be my, she would be the only person I would be willing to be monogamous with from the standpoint of not where like I want a whole bunch of sexual partners, but like from the standpoint of like a relationship that I think people don't ever talk about is a lot of work. It's work. Like every day I have to show up in my house for her. You know, I, I can't just get the fuck up and walk out the damn door. I have to tell her where I'm going, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and check in and everything else. And like, it's just work. And sometimes I just feel like people don't really understand truly what a relationship is. And I just feel like I just went and get in. I, I don't, I don't think I would get into another one. And if I did get into another one, it would definitely be open because I just would want at, at that point, you know, me and Les been almost 10 years. Like I would just want my time and my life. And I just wouldn't want to do all that. Um, I think sometimes people should be more honest about what they feel. And I don't think it's anything wrong with like, even down to like dating and not living with a person, you know, like I feel like sometimes you get into relationships and you, you feel like you can't say these things to your partner. And that's why I think relationships kind of go left, you know? Um, so I, I, I think sometimes people think when you say non-monogamous that you're automatically saying you want a whole bunch of sexual partners. And that's not necessarily what it is. And that's not necessarily what it is. I totally agree with that. Yeah. And um, it's overrated, if you ask Mika. Like, I and, and Leslie hate when I have this conversation, but because um, I'm not speaking about her, it's just, I think sometimes people are so pressed to be with somebody, but we don't take the time to really take care of ourselves and do some of the things that you can get from somebody else, like for yourself. And then that way, when you finally do get that person, like you, you hold, like you understand, like, okay, if this person say, hey, I need 30 minutes to myself to just be by myself, like, you're not offended by that. You know, like, you, you're mm -hmm. like, okay, I get that. Like, you need, you need time to yourself. Like, all of that. It's just, it's just levels to a relationship. Um, and I think more and more you're seeing more people having more honest conversations saying like, hey, like, maybe we should talk about this monogamy thing 
where, you know, I know people that have a once a year thing that they, they have set up in their marriage. You know, I know people who are married and they have a, where they go do their thing and they kind of say, Hey, I'm hanging this weekend. And they know what that mean. I mean, whatever works for the person, but I don't judge that shit. Cause I'm like, yo, forever is a really long time. So really long time, you know? And, totally um, agree. I mean, and I'm, I'm about to have to jump off you guys, but um, definitely wanted to share in, since we're talking about it, that I do have a lifestyle um, group that I throw events with. So, and when you say lifestyle party, you know, or open to lifestyle, people automatically think, like you said, a bunch of sex partners or um, that, that means swingers, but um, educated individuals in dating and relationship realize that lifestyles, like I said in the beginning, is not necessarily always about um, swinging or sex or even polyamory. I mean, I have monogamous true monogamous couples that come to my lifestyle parties and they're voyeurs and it satisfies their need to include other people in their relationship because they're in a in an environment where they're watching other people um be intimate and they're comfortable with that like have you heard people that are okay with their guy looking at other girls ass and comment to them like oh baby she got a nice ass like i mean those are voyeurs and you have some people who are exhibitionists, you know, who um, live a lifestyle. They, they like to be watched while they're intimate with their monogamous lover. And so what I've done is created a group where everybody can come together, no matter what lifestyle they may be interested in. And they can um, come to an event together and enjoy um, the environment. So I totally agree, um, Mika. And also um, Michelle, before you hop off, um, Tell them where they can find you. Okay, so um, you can find me on IG at Michelle's Toy Box. So I do uh, do adult home parties. So I do bachelorette parties, girls' night out, couples' parties. Shit, I'll do a divorce party. Pretty much any <laughs> kind of adult theme party. I do club pop-ups. Um, and as I said, now I've started to do the lifestyle parties where I bend as well and provide entertainment for the lifestyle um, crowd. So you can find me on Instagram, Michelle's Toy Box. You can find me on Facebook, Michelle's Toy Box, Michelle Parson. Um, and I also bend and do about four shows a year at an erotic poetry, kind of light kink BDSM show. Um, kind of like, um, I don't know if anybody has ever been to like a burlesque show. So they do erotic poetry with some local poets in Durham, North Carolina. Um, and sometimes we go on the road. You can find us online at foreplaync.com on Facebook. Again, that was foreplaync.com on Facebook and foreplay, um, um, foreplaync on IG. All right, cool. And I'm going to also put that in the notes too. And Michelle, thank you so much for popping on with us. Thank you guys. Parental Bye, duties, Michelle. or I would stay longer for the girl chat. I'm all about the girl <laughs> chat. Jan, Leslie, I love you girls. I love you. See y'all. We gotta catch up. All right, bye, y'all. Bye. Okay, so we're about to finish up here. Um, Did y'all want to say speak on what we just talked about? I just want to say this. Um, I don't think that there's anything wrong with um, choosing or opting to not be in a monogamous relationship. But it's very important that we go back to, you know, you being authentic in your genuine self. If you're authentic and genuine, um, it makes it much easier to to sell your vision. You know what I mean? Because yeah, and just people, be honest, you know? Yeah, because people can accept honesty. I mean, if you lead with honesty, you know, people can deal with that in, any day, any day. So I think... Um, one of the key things, I'm not a dater, but if I were a dater, um, I think one of the key things and the one thing that I would operate in is being authentic and genuine and true to who I am with um, the hope that whomever I, you know, should meet, you know, or engage with has an appreciation for that, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, Agreed. <laughs> okay, so I have one more final question, and uh, um, and Shannon, we're gonna get into your business. 
Um, so is there, so earlier you stated, my question was, is a relationship to end result? And earlier you stated like, you're kind of getting to that point that you feel like, you know, you do want some companionship. Now you also said in this episode that like, you know, you kind of, you know, maybe might think like, okay, what's the, where, where are they going with this? Or, you know, or what, you know, you, sometimes you say you go on dates and doesn't go anywhere. Then you say you also, when you go on social, you get on the, the online, you know, um, dating apps that, um, you know, you kind of just be on there looking around. Now, now, what do you feel like that you need to do to kind of get out of that to, to <laughs> open yourself for the, the companionship and the dating? Well, I have opened myself up for that. I am dating. Okay. Yes. However, it's, I'm, I'm enjoying the privacy of it all. That's good. I'm enjoying the privacy of it all. Um, He's very honest and vocal. And I, I, I told him I just have to sit back and process things sometimes because I am very sarcastic and I lead with sarcasm that can. Is cut. that like your defense mechanism? It is. Okay. It is. It is. And um, so I, I'm, I'm, we're, we're growing. We're getting there. We're getting there. So I, I want it to be monogamous. <laughs> I'm territorial also. Yeah. I, 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 anytime I think about a, a threesome or an offer of that, I think of the episode of Sex in the City with yes. Samantha and she picked that girl <laughs> off the bed. She that sure would be me. Uh, that that would, would be me too. That would be me. <laughs> so, um, but yes, um, I think that I have done enough. I've kissed enough frogs, and I'm at a point where, um. I'm ready to do the honesty thing and communicate early on. And if they like it, they like it. If they don't, just, I'm glad it's out there in the beginning. There's no love lost. And, you know, hopefully we can still be chummy, you know, in the streets when we see each other. And yeah. I think it's important too, when you first start in, and even throughout, like to not put everything on social media, like that's one thing that I can actually like, you know, do appreciate about my situation. Like, we'll post you know every now yeah. and again but it ain't like a everyday thing yeah. where people all up in our business you know what i'm saying like sometimes right. i think people even forget that we together <laughs> <laughs> i think and you know the, the, i want to point out a word that shannon used she said she enjoyed the privacy of it all and i think that it's important the less people that are in the mix the better i think it gives you a true opportunity to enjoy get to know iron out find those kinks and and figure out what those deal breakers are so if you have if you lead with honesty and you don't have the need to put everything out there i think that's what helps and makes some relationships work i know that that's what helps you know meek and i you know, because um, I share my business, but I don't share my business, if you get what I mean, mm-hmm. you know. So I am active on social media, Instagram primarily, but I'm very um, particular about how I share and what I share. Yeah. And even when, even when like times that we go out, like sometimes we go out together with friends, you know, and then, you know, like me, Shannon, you know, like, let's go yeah. out with you guys. And like, I, I rarely join, you know, cause I think that's, that's important too, just having your time. But I also think that I don't have to always be there. Right. You know, right. and stuff like that. And so I think, I think that's important too. So that's awesome. That's awesome. And see, I didn't even know, see, <laughs> I didn't even know. But I'm proud of you, Shannon, because um, I do think that sometimes you walk with guardedness and I, I I love that you're allowing yourself to kind of let two walls down <laughs> I think you still got two walls up always, so, always. <laughs> but the fact that you're even allowing two walls down maybe even three um that makes me excited and I think that more and more of us should um allow ourselves and afford ourselves the opportunity to do that Um, because you never know what's waiting beyond that you know but I think you know when you've been um, bruised hurt lied and all of the above it does create a guardedness especially for the area we live because there is a recycle (laughs) there is a recycle 
Um, but yeah, I, I'm glad to hear that you're you've got two walls down, girl. That's gonna be my phrase for you the rest of the week. Two walls down. <laughs> and then we'll have to pop back in and do this again and we'll have a, and give us an update. We'll have to do this again. This was awesome. So I thank you so much for popping in and uh um talking with us. Um is there anything you wanted to share, like any of your social medias or anything? Sure. Um, you can really, I'm only on Instagram. I have all the other things, but I'm never really on there using for filters, but I'm on Instagram. Uh, primarily it's leggy lady. It's L E G I I underscore L A D I I. All right. And she's definitely leggy. I'm, I'm <laughs> definitely leggy. All I do is post my child and my workouts. That's it. Nothing spectacular going on. Yeah. Um, um, you can find me uh, on Instagram. That's my main my main um, social media mode of use, and that's at um, Baby Talk B A B Y T L K ninety two. Um, but I do want to share some projects that I'm passionate about, which is Swill. Um, Swill is a page dedicated to all things cocktails. Um, libations beer and otherwise so you can find me at swill underscore wine cocktails um and i also have a, a reinvention of fashion blog which is the black effect and that's the blk effect all of those genres are on instagram all right and uh, also don't forget guys um that the book club is here and to get most of the updates uh, for it and the news for it, follow IJMT, excuse me, follow at it's just my thoughts underscore podcast on Gmail. And I also will put stuff on my Twitter, IJMT podcast. If you want to be part of the book club, email me so you can get on the mailing list, IJMT podcast at gmail.com. The first book is going to be Greenwich Park starting in September. August, we're going to have a meetup. So um, definitely let me know that you want to be a part of it so you can join the meetup and we can just you know, meet each other. Um, and this is guys and girls, you know, it's not just a girls club. Uh, it's for, it's open to anyone that want to join fellow readers. Um, also don't forget to follow the show. Um, I've been looking for, I've been appreciating the feedback that I've been getting uh, this past month with some of the guests. So that's been pretty cool. So don't forget to follow, 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 rate the show, tell a friend, tell a friend. Um, and also, uh, don't forget to follow me on social medias at it's just my thoughts underscore podcast. That's Instagram. Twitter, IJMT Podcast. If you want to be part of the show or a part of the book club, email me, IJMT Podcast at gmail.com. Like always, I thank you so much for listening. It's Mika here, and I appreciate you.